Does having more sex make you delay menopause? What? Where is this coming from? So this podcast is going to talk about this study that just came out. It was published in 2020, um, and it was published in the Royal Society Open Science. So not the most well-known of journal publications, but I was able to track it down. So this is all over the news wave today. It's on Good Morning America. It's on NBC News, because anything that talks about sex is, you know, very clickable. <laughs> so, so I needed to get to the actual study. So I was able to download the uh, full study off the internet. And the study that we're talking about today is sexual frequency is associated with age of natural menopause. Results from the study of women's health across the nation. So this is looking at America and it is looking at does sexual activity delay the age of menopause. So menopause def is defined by 12 months without a period. So anything after that, your postmenopause, pre or perimenopause is kind of a stuttery period or you start getting some hormonal signs, but you haven't fully ceased having your periods yet. So the, the average age of menopause in American women is 52. And a lot of it is your genetics. You can't pick your parents. But a lot of it that people don't know about is your lifestyle. So smoking uh, is a risk factor for earlier menopause, anything that's causing you to prematurely age right? So how fit you are, smoking status, and there's actually something to socioeconomic status and age of menopause. And so why does how much, and how they found that is they said, well, people who have more education have later menopause, but how does your body know that you went to college, right? But what it's a corollary for is your socioeconomic status. So people who are more secure in the socioeconomic hierarchy have, in theory, less physical stress uh, in their life. And if your body is less stressed, you're not going to age uh, earlier. So the more secure you are, the more kind of ability your body to have more energy to continue doing things like having periods. And when you think about it, ovulating is very, very uh, energy intensive for your body, as is having your period. So just having a menstrual cycle uh, takes a lot of calories. It's a lot of regulation on the body. Ovulation actually lowers your immune system uh, in preparation for implantation of a fertilized egg. So you're at uh, some studies say you're at higher risk of infection around ovulation. So certainly there are risks and energy expenditures to having your period. So why would your body want to prolong that? Uh, because your body sees uh, that you're able to handle a pregnancy and you can reproduce. So Studies like this are super interesting, super controversial for some people. I mean, where, where people could go with this study is telling women to do something that is painful for them or telling them to do something that they don't enjoy in order to get the health benefit of not hitting menopause yet. Uh, and what are the health benefits of, of not hitting menopause? After estrogen drops, there are, are a lot of changes to the body, such as increased risk of osteoporosis, hot flashes, poor sleeping, mood swings, depression and anxiety. Um, and some increased risk of other diseases like diabetes and cardiovascular disease, um, even a correlation with dementia. So there are a lot of changes that happen after menopause, and so prolonging the time you get to spend uh, without menopause in your life is beneficial. Fun fact, which I just found out like this year, is that allegedly there are only four mammal species where the females live beyond the age of menopause. And three of them are whales. So, 
there is a, something called the grandmother hypothesis that the health of a group is improved when the resources of an older female can be spent caring for other young infants instead of uh, her spending her resources on her own reproduction. And so that grandmothers actually improve the health of, of a group of, of mammals, or in this case, humans. So there is a whole grandma hypothesis of why it's useful to live for many years after menopause. And on average, in America, a woman's going to live for 30 years after menopause. So this is a big time frame uh, and big changes uh, to go through menopause. So it's really important. And I think as the baby boomers are getting older and more people are realizing uh, quality of life is immensely beneficial to women who are going through menopause changes um, because they're, they're employed, they're caring for their family, and the, the changes can be very stressful to their quality of life, like sleep and hot flashes and mood changes. So... More and more research is, is happening uh, about menopause and how to care for women with menopause, and it's really, really exciting. If you guys wanted more really good um, kind of medical, what does what do doctors, what state-of-the-art care for menopause, um, North American Menopause Society is, is kind of groundbreaking on this. They do lots of free videos on their website. I think it's NorthAmericanMenopauseSociety.com or NAMS, N-A-M-S.com um, for that. So getting back to the study, does sexual frequency delay your time to menopause? You get to spend more of your life premenopausal. And so they were testing two hypotheses. The first hypothesis was, does sexual activity delay menopause? And the second hypothesis was looking at, is there just something about living with a man or cohabitating with a man? Because there had been some data in the past that marriage delays timing or onset of menopause. So was there something about the male pheromone that, we, that women were detecting that made their bodies say, hey, there's a man around, there's a chance for reproduction, let's keep ovulating. So they wanted to test that study, or that hypothesis, because nobody had ever uh, jumped into that. So the cool thing of what they did, so this was an observational study and this was a, a correlation study. So they kind of just interviewed women over a 10-year period. So they collected lots and lots of data and kind of looked at correlation. So... Uh, this isn't. This is about as good a, a study as we can get at this time. These things are really hard to test. So there was about 2,900 women in America. The had to be between the age 42 and 52, have an intact uterus, have at least one ovary, not be pregnant, and had had to experience a menstrual cycle within the past three months. So that was the inclusion criteria to be started, and it was about a 10-year study looking at this. So. They were looking at sexual frequency, and the cool thing about it is they were not looking at just classic penis and vagina sex. Um, they were looking at any sort of play, self-stimulation, masturbation, and oral sex. So it was any sort of sexual pleasure, single or with a partner. And I think that was a, that's a nice thing to take away from this is they're not saying you needed to have penis and vagina sex to get these benefits. It's any sort of body experiencing sexual pleasure that, uh, that made these uh, changes. So I thought that was a very cool thing about this study. So uh, in this study, the most frequent pattern of sexual activity was weekly. About 64% people were having weekly sexual intercourse. And at 10 years of follow-up, about 45% of the women had experienced a natural menopause at an average age of 52. And the standard deviation of that was about two and a half years. 
So people who had the lowest risk of entering menopause, so the ones who had delayed menopause, engaged in sexual activity weekly, and then they also found that marital status had no impact on the risk of entering menopause. So they looked at people who were living alone, people who were partnered or living with a man that they weren't uh, married to, and then married. So they kind of wanted to pick apart this marriage hypothesis because they were like, "What's there's something else that's with that data. And what it turns out with the marriage hypothesis, they think it's, again, going back to the role of socioeconomic status, that it's not the, the being married that delays your time to menopause. It's people who are married tend to have a higher household income. And so that's, that is, we already know, is associated with delayed onset to menopause. So living with a male partner in and of itself was not associated with age of natural menopause. And having a male in the household, so they looked at just living with any man, if we were going to be able to detect pheromones, has no relationship with age of natural menopause. So those are nice things to, to pick, pick out. So they, it did not replicate findings from previous research that married women enter menopause later. So that's, that's kind of nice. They d did talk about a study, again, looking at socioeconomic status. There was a study from Iran that a, a woman who'd ever been married experienced later menopause than those who'd never been married. But in Iran, a dowry is still common practice, which means that marriage is contingent upon family wealth. And so the effect of marital status on age of natural menopause is confounded, again, by women's socioeconomic position which in and of itself, just having a wealthier place in society is associated with um, body mass index um, and other health and life history things that, that uh, pr promote having less stress on the body. So in conclusion of this study, it does look like having any sort of sexual activity, so masturbation, oral sex, or classic partnered penis and vagina sex, every, every week, that's the strongest correlation with delaying onset to natural menopause. And here's the theory behind it. Why would that be? It seems like there's something that's telling our body, hey, this body is engaging in reproductive behavior. Because the body doesn't know if masturbation or oral sex, it's, if there's an orgasm, it doesn't know that there's not sperm involved, right? The body just thinks there's reproductive behavior going on, and it's worth preserving the high-energy resources needed for ovulation and period. So there's, certainly there's going to be more data now because we have to say, well, what, what's the hormone that triggers that? How does that work? Um, and then they didn't look at orgasm versus not orgasm. They just looked at any sort of sexual activity. So the takeaway is... That being fit uh, and, and healthy um, is correlated with delayed onset to menopause. Having sexual activity of any sort uh, improves the, your reproductive fitness longer. And being married does not matter. And living with a man or being single does not matter. So I think there are really good takeaways to this. And, and I hope it encourages people, moreover, just to be healthy with their lifestyle and to say, hey, there's lots of things that keep us healthy and keep our body from having the stresses of life kind of age us prematurely and that we can rest assured that no matter what you do is with sexual activity, it's, it's keeping you uh, healthy. Maybe one could think of it as being uh, keeping you younger. Um, but the goal at the end of the day is, is all about pleasure, experiencing pleasure and living your best life that you can be. So I hope this was super interesting and informative. I love breaking down studies like this. So find me at You Aren't Broken on Facebook 
or shoot me a message on anchor.fm uh, and let me know how I can help you in the future. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this.